I'm asking if you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready to start this episode by telling you that I hated it. We spent so much of the first season being like, oh my God, this is one of the best episodes. And then we were like, well, we should try actually rank what the episode, this episode fucking sucks. Okay. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> don't hold back, Britt. <laughs> Just because we're on air. Don't hold back. Um, okay. I hear you. And it's definitely cringy. <sighs> I don't hate this episode. I don't I'm hate blinking slowly at her for those I know. that can't see my face. I don't hate this episode because I love the I assume they use some sort of dolly where they rotate around the character. The step right up, kid. Mm. Uh, I hate this episode. So I don't hate it. <laughs> I think it's clever. But it's definitely cringy. Let's get into it. Okay. Welcome to our podcast where we discuss sex in the city episode by episode. We discuss how it affects our sexuality growing up and modern day, I'm going to say it, feminism. Hmm. And all the cringy bits. <laughs> I'm Zimmy, your cultural sex guide. I am Britt, your slightly sassy pop culture geek who has feelings today. And this... It's, it's funky, funky spunk. <laughs> Let's do it to it, honey. I think that was really great. It was so good. It was so natural, too. It was awesome. Okay, so this episode starts off as a love letter to Manhattan. Do you remember what this episode is called? The Freak Show. All right. I just wanted to underscore that. Do you are you taking offense to the name to, to the word freak? Not necessarily. Okay. To the word freak and how they use it? In most situations, yes. Okay. Well, this episode is called The Freak Show. It is, it is, the whole theme is um, kind of like carnival based mm -hmm. when you go to see they people. Do, they do pick a theme and stick to it. I, you got to give some credit for consistency. Yeah. Really dove in there. Unfortunately, when this was like actually a thing and circuses and carnivals were traveling around, it was real people. Yeah. Who were not accepted in any circles and yeah, it was all the white normie people being like mm, you belong in a circus yeah couldn't exist in normal society so they joined this where they found other people that couldn't exist in other society and outside of this circle in normal society normal i use quotes so that is something that i mean that sucks right we yeah. see that we still see that today it's just not like the tattooed lady i know half america would be the freak there. Yeah. But we're getting off topic. That being said. We haven't hit any of the actual points that make me dislike this episode. Yeah. So it starts it starts off as like a love letter to Manhattan, meaning uh, Carrie's not dating anyone right now. Yeah. The beginning of this is really interesting because it does start as like, oh, there's so much chance and opportunity and people have traveled far and wide to Manhattan to find their happy ending kind of idea. They have some, some old footage of... Um, people coming over to the country mm -hmm. by the Statue of Liberty, which everyone should be able to do all of the time in search of opportunity <laughs> whenever they want to, despite who they are and where they come from. Anyway, and despite who our president is at the time, it's beautiful footage. It's uh, it's very prideful. 
In in Carrie's opening monologue, she then goes on to compare it to dating. And if you're single in Manhattan, like your new frontier is the first date, which is kind of true. That's it's exciting. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's nothing. Every first date you go into has a oh my god, will they? Won't they? Yeah. Could he? Are they? Right. Is this where? Where is this going to take us? Mm -hmm. But then Carrie finishes out her monologue with a line that made me fucking want to turn the TV off at in that moment. And she says. This essentially the dating life resembles its own little Ellis Island. Hordes of single women crowded into a hot, cramped space, hoping to make it to their final destination. The state of matrimony. And that's where we lost Brit. She just turned off the TV. She has no idea what happened for the rest of the episode. The episode sucks. <laughs> right. Well, like kind of actually. I had to look the script up to that remember is... what happens in this episode because I feel like I like rage blocked it. You just blacked it out? Mm-hmm. Kind of. That is a popular notion though. Especially I, in the 90s. Especially in the 90s. They're all in their 30s. So at that time of life, you're definitely hitting the point of like, well, if you're in your 30s, is there any point of you getting married, having children, you know, contributing to society the way we want you to? Right. I better wife up and spawn some babies. Right. So, I mean, there is some grace to be had for the timeline as to when this was written. And then there are other things in this episode. How many of us, how many women were on the writing staff? Do we know? We don't know. And I'm going to look that up. That's an excellent point. We're going to look that up and we're going to find out if there's any women like that direct it or what have you stay tuned for our great fact check we're going to come back way more educated in future they did have a a female director okay but the whole show or like for an episode oh i i don't know about that we're gonna find out (laughs) okay (laughs) if you guys looked on our instagram um we actually posted a script of uh the first episode Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of season two and it's kind of interesting to see all of the the different characters and the aspects. So go check us out on Instagram. But that's besides the point. I and am, on Instagram is where you can find all of our fact checks. Exactly. Which is important in this moment. There are a lot no of facts. them, probably. There should probably be more of them. Someone <laughs> should be in charge of our fact checks. We are now taking applications. We're now taking applications. If anyone wants to be um, the third musketeer of Funky Spunk, let us know. <laughs> Someone that's better at like, I don't know, facts. Details, knowledge. <laughs> Detail oriented would probably be because uh, Britt and I just kind of like jump into the deep end without floaties. Could you tell? So if you are a lifeguard or some sort, (laughs) help. Anyway, this has gone on too long. Let's get back to it. (laughs) So we start with the girls at the bar. And what I have to highlight in the scene, the one thing I loved about this episode is essentially Charlotte gets hit on. She's telling the girls about who's hitting on her. They all see him. And Samantha's like, we have to go to the bathroom now. Problem aspect number one there. If you're in a crowded bar, all of you cannot go to the bathroom. You need that table. Oh, yeah. They just gave up their table. Yeah. And and then they just... <laughs> unrealistic. <laughs> anyway, back to what I liked. Then they go into the bathroom and the bathroom is this like perfect moment where... I hope you've experienced this. Despite your gender, I hope you've been in the bathroom where you guys just like get into the gossip and Mm -hmm. like get the like kind of like hype up moment. Yeah. But they're also all wearing all black, which is not common in the show for them. Oh, interesting. Uh, And they look great. They all look great. All four of them look fantastic. Samantha basically takes them into the bathroom to tell Charlotte that he is known as the pussy man. 
Mr. Pussy. Mr. Pussy. Shit. See, guys, uh, I blacked out. It's classy, Brit. Mr. Pussy. <laughs> Proper titles. They matter. His reputation has preceded him. All of the women of Manhattan appear to know that he gives the best head. And the best moment of this, Brandy goes, I never understood why they said eating out. Isn't it more like eating in? Yes. <laughs> I think so good. <laughs> I think Charlotte's reaction to this is so funny. I think you need to like I love that they like keep going even though they know she's uncomfortable. Oh also, yeah. why are you uncomfortable about this in your thirties? <sighs> yeah, man. Pussy. It's a body. Although I can't imagine that if I am meeting someone for the first time and I'm like having these like, oh my God, he's amazing. I'm about to go on a first date. Think of this adventure I'm about to go on. And then my friends are like, oh yeah, Mr. Pussy. And then it just like my whole bubble just pops. Well, <laughs> as a viewer, the camera went so deep in on him. Was he taking a jello shot or something like that? I think it was an oyster. Okay. Was that what it was? It goes in on his mouth so much that for the rest of the episode... All I can look at is his fucking mouth. And I was like, what's what's this guy even look like? Is he attractive? I don't know. Maybe they did that on purpose because we learn later that he has zero personality. Oh, yeah. Charlotte is obviously trying to make this a thing because that's what she does. Yeah, we'll just finish up this plot line. First off, a woman walks out of the stall and goes, are you talking about Harrison? Yes, I dated him for a month and it's the best orgasms I've ever had in my life. Have fun. And I was like, that's cool women camaraderie right there. Right. And she was like, enjoy. Yeah. (laughs) There's zero jealousy. No. That's because they all understand that this is not someone that you marry. Yeah. And Samantha tries to teach that to Charlotte. This is someone that you experience and then set free. Yeah. For the next woman to experience. Mm -hmm. And Charlotte very stubbornly tries to make it work, goes on a date, brings up a really awkward camp story that doesn't feel comfortable in any capacity. Mm -hmm. And all... Well, that's because we didn't go to camp. Maybe that's true. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about like the Marvelous Miss Maisel and like other New York orange. Okay. 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 (laughs) (laughs) We were at home loitering in the park in the Sonic parking lot like everybody else in the poor community. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Or behind the elementary school. Charlotte, the Episcopalian princess, went to some hoity-toity summer camp. Yeah. Sounds about right. Well, anyway, it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. But she does get some great orgasms out of it. So, Charlotte. It's a win. It's a win. Yeah. Let's just count it as a win and move Mm -hmm. on. Um, But let's move back to the city and New York. Because they they bring up that New York... They bring up kind of this love letter to New York at the beginning in Carrie's voiceover. Mm -hmm. And how she's not dating anybody and she... But at least she has the city. Mm. And she continues through... It's kind of a a through line through the episode because she decides to go on a blind date. Mm -hmm. Her first blind date in two years. Yes. With the uh, documentary filmmaker. Oh, man. This dude. I've dated this guy. Have you? Yeah. 100%. Okay. (laughs) Tell me more. He's funny because he's like, I think I think this is jarring because you go to this and you're like, oh, an artist. He's going to want to talk about his art Mm -hmm. more. And he's like, fuck the seagulls. I would sell. And you're proud of Carrie for going out with an artist. Yes. And then he says, I'd sell everything for the not, money. I not just need act- to be in action movies. Not actually an artist, turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and this is when they actually like this is the first time they introduced the the circus theme Mm -hmm. because she brings it out to the freak show and like are all the single men now just left that are left freaks and then move on to that she you can see from her face she's just like this guy's a dick right and moves on to her next date all of this is basically highlighting and this as a premise is not a bad thing, right? Like this is not what I take issue at. And I want to make this clear because as we start to get to the areas where I do take issue, um, she's basically stating that when you're dating in your thirties and you're going on these first dates, you're starting to see the red flags right off the bat, like in the first date where there was a period where she kind of alludes to this idea that like men didn't use to show their freak flag. They didn't use to give away their red flag so quickly. Mm -hmm. And she ends up going on a series of dates that are just like red flag after red flag. I I think this is bad luck. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Because then she goes out with that guy at the movies that like screams at the guy behind him. Oh, my God. So uncomfortable. I would have left. I would have gone home. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know what I would have done. I, I wouldn't have been able to stay there, especially. And you can see Carrie Bradshaw in that moment or uh, Sarah Jessica Parker in that moment is a wonderful actress because her face truly says it all in a way that is just so relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But I, Ooh, I mean, yeah, they, it's not a huge portion of the show, so we don't know if she actually leaves, but I I would 100 percent walk away. I would apologize to the people behind me and then I would walk away. But then she goes on the other date. The klepto date? The klepto date. Which sounds cute at first. They're at the bookstore. She Carrie's actually looking at a book featuring circus art and realizes that he's shoplifting used books. Poorly, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in theory, this is a cute date, right? Like, oh, let's go to the bookstore. Let's look around. Like, it gives you so many p- points of conversation it allows for moments of silence if you're feeling uncomfortable. You, like, could be a good date mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. until you steal shit on a date. Come on, bro. Are Are you saying that he should have just waited? Well, if you're after go- the date, I mean, you shouldn't be a klepto, but you definitely shouldn't be a klepto on a date. Don't steal used books from a tiny used bookstore. Yeah, no. asshole. Anyway, <laughs> so she has a string of bad dates. We also see Miranda go on a first date, and Miranda. Damn it, Samantha. It's okay. We see we see Samantha go on a first date. This is actually at the beginning of the episode, but our timeline. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Uh Samantha doesn't believe in first dates, but she's going out with somebody who you would definitely want to go out on a first date with, like super successful attorney, all of this, like they kind of run the gamut of all the reasons one should go out with him. He's smoking hot, he's paying attention to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And clearly they're just giving each other sexual innuendos throughout the whole dinner, which I was like, "Mm, yeah, they're just going to bang. This is just foreplay. This Uh, is not dinner. This is foreplay for sure. (laughs) So he invites her up to see his room on the 38th floor and he makes the very dumb mistake. Like he starts talking about how he's a sexual uh, harassment lawyer and then starts to say how like she fits a type. And at first it's kind of like dirty talk, right? Like it's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. It was getting a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Like, show me what you can do. Sure. And then he says that it's usually perpetrated by women your age. Yeah. Okay. So I was watching this. My partner like could overhear what was happening. He wasn't watching it, but he could overhear. And as soon as this line came out, he just like laughed and was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I think most, pe- most people know that you don't say that 
So we learn that Samantha has celebrated her 35th birthday four times. So that's the first time I think we get Samantha's age. Yeah, we start to understand that she's a little she's, older from yeah. Yeah, the other characters. 38, 39-ish. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't want to be called in her 40s. Right. Like that's aging you up in a way that you're like, what the? Nobody wants to be referred to in a, in a sexual situation that you are older than the person that you are with at the time. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, like if you guys have some sort of role playing thing going on, that's a different <laughs> story. But this was not that. Right. And this isn't I want to be clear that like this isn't inappropriate well, it is inappropriate because of like the ageism, essentially, right? We've we we live in a society where like you are obsolete once you hit a certain age, right? And today, I think we're working towards moving past that, mm-hmm. but then absolutely not. So Samantha excuses herself to pull herself together. This is where all the cringy stuff starts to happen, right? Uh-huh. This is where yeah. This is okay, Britt. You, ag- I'm assuming you agree with me. Everyone's got a little bit of a freak flag. Dude, you get to have your kinks, man. Yeah. And we are super supportive. Yeah. If they're consensual. Of that freak flag. Mm-hmm. Let it fly. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that this episode does a great job of explaining that everybody has a freak flag. They just maybe there's like a comfort zone that's just not right for them. Well, that's what's so weird because what we talk about and when i think to future seasons of this show we discuss about how they start to bring you know i just did a whole episode about butt stuff on this podcast (laughs) like this show is in theory moving us forward in our ability to talk about sexual experiences Mm -hmm. and in this moment samantha exits the bathroom and this whole time me as a viewer i'm like she's gonna slip out the door and bail like she's done with this dude and instead she finds that he has kind of like a mini closet or a small room's worth of like bdsm type stuff he's already got himself harnessed up he's chained up he starts saying a lot of language around being a sub like he wants her to smack him and she is sitting there looking disgusted and appalled and you do understand that a part of it is like she is so turned off by the comment about being the 40s that like how could she jump into this level of sexuality i guess you could say versus like just finding him naked on the bed or whatever yeah but she sh- kind of shames him. And I'm like, Samantha, we have all we have done is learn how much you like kinky shit. So what the fuck? It's kind of uh, I think it's a mean girls episode. Yeah, we have we have four white women and we're only seeing their perspective mm-hmm. and everything outside of their perspective is a freak show. Yep. And that's kind of dangerous. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's given us the power that white women have today. And look what we've done with it. But, okay, devil's advocate, though. I don't think that's what they were trying to portray. Maybe not, but I can't get past it because they started with my big journey to holy matrimony. I know, but let's, okay. (laughs) I'm being such a negative Nancy. (laughs) Britt, you have had, I know I have had, a a pretty, I have a long list. (laughs) You know, my my stats card is full. (laughs) You tried to make a spreadsheet. I've dated, I've dated a good amount of people. Yes. Good bad, weird, mm-hmm. outside of my mm-hmm. spectrum or whatever, there does come a point where you're like, what's wrong with you now? 
Like, yes. are we going to waste time or like, what's wrong with you? Like, do you like to smell my shoes when I come in the door and I'm just going to have to discover that three months down the line right. on my own instead of you telling me because you keep secrets from me. Like, what is the fucking deal? I, um, I've been here, especially after big breakup, like Carrie has just gone through. Mm. Mm. You get to a point where you're like, what the fuck is wrong with everybody? Why can't you just like be normal? And I think that that's what they are trying to portray. Okay. So they did a poor job in doing it. And I think that they were, I think they did. Okay. As far as like picking a theme and kind of going into like the circus thing is clever. It's just, mm-hmm. it's hurtful. It could have been hurtful at the time. Right. For some, a community of people. It's definitely insensitive now. Yes. For sure. And this episode does not age well. No. But I think that in the 90s, that's what they were trying to portray. They were trying to portray this like, you're tired. You're. That's valid. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I told you, I put on my rage blinders at Holy Matrimony. So can we just like... Put the fangs away for like a second. I have no promises, but we can (laughs) move on to Carrie is sitting in a park, exhausted, Mm -hmm. being exactly what you just described. She's at this point where she's like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to be done. She's wearing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then she sits down next to this guy named Ben. Who's super cute. He's. Yes. I think he's so he's a writer. He's like a cute skipper. Ah, oh, that's probably why I love. I know. Him. I was gonna. Yep, it is. <laughs> he even has the glasses. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a writer for a new political magazine or something along those lines, and mm-hmm. like they kind of start off a little kitschy. Uh, Carrie out of nowhere makes this extremely like. I expected him to walk away from her at this moment when she, cause she makes a comment about like, Oh, I went to the fair once and I saw the world's fattest twins and they're married and both their husbands are skinny. And like, you can tell that they're kind of making like this throwback to the fairy tale idea of like mm-hmm. the shoe what was the fairy tale with the shoe mother. And like, no, the fairy tale with the shoe. There are a couple. <laughs> okay. It wasn't quite a fairy tale as much as like a children's story about like they all the old man in the, in the shoe. Yeah. That's just with a bunch of children. Nobody's dating anything. There's an old maid in a shoe that has a bunch of kids. Yeah, and she's fat and the dad's really skinny. All right, whatever. I don't don't know what storybook you're reading this from. (laughs) Can we refocus? She makes this cringy (laughs) comment. Well, cringy to me, but he's clearly into it because then he asks her out on a not date. Yeah, makes a comment like fat people shouldn't get skinny, beautiful people. (sighs) So problematic. Yeah, it's it's yes, it is. It's 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 insensitive for sure. It's insensitive. But let's focus on the show at the time. I'm not saying that it's right. Right. But they have this. They're in Central Park. They're by the fountain. And I mean, can you a lot of people meet each other online these days? And there's not that like stranger to stranger. Like the diamond in the rough moment of two New Yorkers meeting each other randomly sharing unlisted phone numbers with each other yeah do you remember do you remember a time when you wrote your phone number down on a piece of paper and gave it to a cute boy yeah isn't that thrilling yeah this is kind of a fun throwback scene yeah yep 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 yep. as insensitive as it might be yeah well and then their dates go well 
like we're championing this guy and i remember being like oh kind of okay their first date goes well (laughs) their second date is a disaster because miranda has to go feed her cat because of manhattan have never left the city guy right right (laughs) which that is okay i understand freak flags get out of your fucking city go meet some new people yeah they make the mistake of inviting miranda and another friend on a double not date too soon way too soon yeah what the fuck uh and things seem to be going well until miranda mentions that she has plans to go to connecticut and he's like this guy has not left manhattan in in 10 years has zero perspective on worldview that that's not a freak flag isn't there just a part of you that wants to like breathe some new fresh air yeah that's some tunnel vision right there yeah yeah so miranda responds like we do and it's like, I have to go. I have to feed my cat, which I love that they have a okay. years long code. Listen, though, if you were to tell me that you had to go feed your cat, I'd be like, yeah, probably. Because <laughs> I got cats now <laughs> and they're probably hungry. I dated a guy one time that uh, he uh, came to meet some family and then had to leave early because he had to go feed his cat. You Really? He didn't have a cat. Oh, my God. (laughs) He was not having a good time. (laughs) Good for him. Anyway. We are need to focus back. (laughs) (laughs) Going down memory lane here. Uh, Yeah. So back to Carrie and this great date. Uh, They end up sleeping together. And Carrie is like, oh, my God, I like him so much. And she starts to wonder because Miranda basically like they sidebar. And she's like, you don't have to feed the cat. And Miranda's like, no, I'm feeding the cat, man. Mm-hmm. And you should too. Mm-hmm. If people surround themselves with people that are like them, so if he's a freak, that means yours of yours is a freak. Mm-hmm. Which made me wonder: is that true? I don't think so. I don't think so either. We have, we both have people that we would consider uh, weirdos, and it might be us, but that doesn't mean that our friends aren't. And in theory, awesome. we don't know their dating side. Yeah. Like, like I was thinking about this and I was like, well, this is Miranda just being Miranda, Miranda. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But they OK, so they end up like sleeping together. Carrie and this guy end mm-hmm. up sleeping together. He she was like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And I kind of like this like interaction between them in bed. Mm-hmm. He's like mm-hmm. showing her the tattoo and the uh, Tweety Bird yeah. on the bicep. They sleep together. He seems great. And then, of course, like fucking clockwork, Carrie goes batshit carrie yep right on time carrie welcome to the episode we should have like a name for carrie's like alter ego behavior (laughs) for carrie's problematic batshit crazy uh yes we should the beast came out the beat no i don't like the beast all right well listeners if you come up with a better name as you're thinking about this you're probably more clever than i am so let us. us know but she starts to like ransack his apartment because she was like something's wrong with him yeah she's looking for like the secret bag of awful shit oh my god he was gonna like come back from his soccer game he was gonna come back all sweaty and sexy jump in the shower and they were just gonna like fall in love together and then she had to like be carrie and he walks in on her standing on his bed with a box that is clearly a private box. Mm-hmm. Just her little gremlin. Oh, my God. Oh, what's in here? It's so... <laughs> <laughs> there must be something wrong. <laughs> 
I love this new character you've just introduced. <laughs> I didn't know Simi was capable of doing that. We're going to bring that back. That is our new indication. We don't need a name for Carrie. We're just going to have you do that voice. <laughs> Baseball cards. <laughs> I broke Brent. So they break up. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work out. He's like, you should probably go. <laughs> and she knows. Yeah. She knows that she's the crazy one in that moment. Mm-hmm. She can't even explain what happened. No, which. Yeah. This is about the time that you should call and make a therapy appointment and start to unpack some of your baggage. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So Carrie has a she decides that even if she's not dating, she still has Manhattan. All right. I think it's time to call this. Well, let's go to break. Hey, listener. We love pretty things. Do you? I bet you do. Our newest sponsor is Reverie Floral, a custom floral and design shop located in Denver, Colorado. The shop focuses on large events and weddings and rad floral installments. Reverie's a big fan of us. We're a big fan of you. So obviously, this is a match made in flower-filled heaven. Check them out at reveriefloral.com or on their Insta at reverie underscore floral and revel in the pretty with us. Steno Denver, you heard us talk about it. Uh, they are one of our major sponsors, but I want to take a moment to tell you why we actually are here. Because we love it. It's the coffee. It's it the is coffee. truly the coffee. I show up every day for the coffee. Yeah, we've been all stuck at home. We get to come here every day. It's super clean and safe. and It's a nice way to get out of your house while still being productive. Uh, I get to interact with people in a way that I haven't interacted with people in so long. Right. Get some get some stuff done. He's got a keg. Yeah. I like drinking and I like coffee. If you guys are looking for a co-working space, check out Steno Denver. And our listeners get two free weeks of Which co-working. It's pretty dope because you would be co-working with Zimmy and I. With us. Do you guys want to be our best friends? You want to be best friends? Please. We can be best friends. All right. Check Steno Denver out at stenodenver.com. And use the promo code FUNKYSPUNK. decided that we are, were only going to have two segments this time because we really wanted to touch on the plot and whether or not it aged well and we wanted to spend more time on that so well let's also be honest we were going to do that in a second segment and then I ran away with it like crazy through the plot and now it would just feel redundant I, I can't put you in a box Brit you know you're just going to do what you are going to do it's true and you're a wild horse you guys probably can't tell based off the way that we banter, but we do have like somewhat of a script slash outline when we're going through this. <laughs> we do. We put a lot of work into it. <laughs> Zimmy puts a lot of work into it. However. Sex bird. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I hope this is not carnival trivia. Zimmy, tell me it's not carnival trivia. It's not carnival. Well, it's kind of carnival trivia. God damn it. Are you ready? This is going to be fun. Okay. Okay. I'm putting away my negativity. It's in a box on a shelf. 
Thank you. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. There better not be any dead birds in this. Maybe. I know. Sorry. I did ruin the last the mm-hmm. last trivia with the dead birds. But did you check? Never mind. We no, won't go into that. no, okay. no. Question number one. Where is the oldest touring circus from? I'm looking for country, town. Is it Eastern European? Maybe. Yugoslavia? Is that your final answer? The oldest. Poland. Poland. The oldest touring circus is from Poland? No. France. Well, okay. Which one do you want it to be? Because you could just keep saying countries, I guess. <laughs> I have decided that it, based off art alone, I literally don't know. I'm going to go with France. Okay. Which is not Eastern European. Just everybody be clear that I do know that France is not in Eastern Europe. <laughs> You're wrong. I I know that too. That's hard. It's hard. The oldest touring circus in the world, August 26, 1888, in the Plaza de Toros, Mazatlan, Mexico. Wow. And I think it might still be touring hmm. by the family. Yeah. I'd have to check on that. But yeah. Mexico. Okay. Number two. How large Uh-oh. is the island of Manhattan? Oh, isn't it like five miles wide or something like that? I don't know. You tell me. Five miles long? Somewhere this exists. It's not a square, so it's not a five by five. I think they actually say this in the show <laughs> in a voiceover. In this episode? No. In one in one that we've seen, though. Okay. That would have been better if it were this episode. Uh, <laughs> in one we've already seen? Yeah. Do I even watch these shows? Probably not. <laughs> but you uh, bring the color, Britt. You bring the color. <laughs> just here for the blowjob stories, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> fucking professionals in this room (laughs) um i'll go with like five by seven do you want the dimension five five by seven feet five by seven miles miles. (laughs) uh i mean yeah do you want both sides i would take i would take any measurement okay well the number five sticks out so put five in there okay so five miles Mm -hmm. that's incorrect Nine miles. Manhattan Island is 22.7 square miles in area, 13.4 miles long, and 2.3 miles wide. It's only 2.3 miles wide? Mm-hmm. That is much bigger than five by seven miles. <laughs> yeah. It's itty bitty. <laughs> it's not as itty bitty as I think it is. I'm basically describing Samantha's last boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little dicker. His little dicker took up one city block. All right. I'm zero for two. Number three. This one's for you, Britt. Is it really? Because last time it was for me and it was about dead birds. According to... I didn't say it was for you. (laughs) According to ordinance, how many cats (gasps) can you own in Manhattan? Wow. I have no idea, but I'm going to put it at five. Final answer? Yeah. Currently, the code reads that no more than 12 animals can (gasps) be kept in a dwelling. So you are fine. Get more. (laughs) Yeah, that is an (laughs) invitation. That's so many litter boxes. For the audience that doesn't know, I recently, right before we started recording this season, got two kittens. You can follow them at ollieandfox.forgetmenots on Instagram. Because yes, I made my cats on Instagram and I am plugging it. Oh, we should make an advertisement for it. I should sponsor us. They're really cute kittens. There's two of them. And now that I know what it's like to clean up litter, I would not want 12 cats. Follow them on Instagram. You got zero of those trivia questions, mm-hmm. but I'm still really proud of you. I like cats. <laughs> the island of Manhattan is 22 by 2.5. Three? 2.3. So small. Yeah. That's nuts. No wonder parking's a bitch. <laughs> 
Well, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> yeah, that was a really fun shit show you guys went on. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode. I'm Funky right. Spunk is brought to you by A Big Idea Podcast Network and produced by Trashbag Media. It's recorded right here at Steno, Denver. Our listeners can get two free weeks of co-working space if you use the code Funky Spunk. Funky, that's spunk. Head to their website, Steno, Denver, and put in the code Funky Spunk for two free weeks. And don't forget to go follow my kittens. 